All right. Hi, everybody. It's Courtney and Jaya, and we're here with another episode of our mini podcast, Reality Check. And this is a podcast dedicated to the practice of five for fuel, which is where we ask ourselves some questions. We reflect on how, if, when we actually took care of ourselves, (laughs) fed ourselves Mm -hmm. food and what that looked like. Um, That's what we do. So Jaya, can you remind people what the three questions that we attempt to ask ourselves are? Yes. So for five for fuel, we ask ourselves three questions. We try to take five minutes to do this. The first question is what are my body's unmet needs and how do I know? How have I supported my body in the last day and how do I know? And based on today's reality, how can I best support myself moving forward? So did you do it this week, Courtney? Um, I did it last night. I, um, but then I put in, I put into action, like I, I did something I'm going to talk about food related to, which is very exciting for us. (laughs) (laughs) I had this, I had, I had a week. I just think it's, I think it's interesting the cycle of emotions that we all experience as we continue to move through the things that are happening in the world. And there's a part of me that keeps thinking like, this is the way it is. Like generations before us have experienced this kind of chaos, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, when it comes to my own life, I'm like, okay, I've gotten through this before. I raised two other children and they went through this phase of preschool germs. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, they didn't. And then with the world (laughs) strife, I'm like, this is different. Yeah. (laughs) it is different and it's extra and the pandemic and like all this stuff. So I, I, I keep picturing myself like one of those punching bags that goes back and then bounces up, you know? Yeah. And I'm like that, you know, and I, I I'm down and I'm okay that I'm down for a second, but I keep popping back up. And what I felt this week was that it just went over. I went over and I did not pop back up. Mm. <laughs> like Wyatt got sick again because the big girls had something that wasn't what she had before. She also got a UTI and I'm just so sick of talking about it. I'm so sick of experiencing it. Her dad was not available because he's a lawyer and he had all this stuff going on. And so it was just like me, heavy duty, me, plus she's regressed in potty training. Mm. It's just like, and then you have this stuff happening in the world. And it just was like, I'm going to stay over. I just don't want to pop back up, which was a little shocking to me because I, with everything I've been through in my life, I have never been there except I had this moment two days ago where I was like, oh yeah, I have been here. But the way I dealt with it before was drinking Mm -hmm. or using something. And I noticed that my behaviors this past week, like I have been like saying F it and going to Starbucks at 5 PM and getting like a tea latte, which Mm -hmm. is the absolute worst thing I can do for my mental health because then I'm wired and then I'm trying to come down off the wired. And then it's like, I'm like, Courtney, you're such an addict. Like this, you're trying to change how you feel and like, Anyway, but then I do it again the next day. And it's just like, I noticed a lot of those kind of addictive behaviors. And I was like, if I were drinking right now, 
this would have been one of those blackout weeks where mm. I thought I got through it and it was just funny life stuff, but I was like destroying myself, just self-destructive hundred percent. Such a scary feeling. Right. So it was like, okay, there's progress here. And also like, what other tools, what, how do, how serious do I need to get about like how I'm taking care of myself? So I came back to some of the basic things that I've learned in fuel, which like three cheers. And I had a um, therapist tell me one time, like when you're feeling this way, your reaction is to fly as far as you can out of your body. Obviously she said, and so that's why the caffeine, that's why they're using, using whatever substances, right. Sugar, booze, whatever it is. She's like, but when you're in this place, if you try instead to do very grounding things, like taking a bath, eating grounding food, like all that stuff, you're going to feel very, very different. And I was like, apply this shit. Like, I don't want to do it, but I did. And one day I made, and she even recommended some foods to try. (laughs) So one day, one evening I made this like sweet potato, roasted sweet potato, kale, lentil. Like, I just thought of like, what are all the grounding, grounding? Those are so the things. (laughs) Right. And I cook them all. So they're not like my body's not having to digest. Like I just really, and it was, and I put sauerkraut on it. Some people are probably like disgusting and goat cheese and salsa. It was like the most delicious hodgepodge and it was very grounding. And I remember being like, oh, this is different. Like this, I was Mm -hmm. never taught as a kid that when you're feeling this, the reaction is to like ground yourself. And um, it's just going to be new for me. I would say that's the first time in my whole life that I've actually like really moved into the behavior rather than just thought about it or had to come to it after a lot of distress. Um, so yeah, so last night I was thinking about what I did to support myself, my unmet needs and all of that. And it really was, I need more of that. That's what I did to support myself. And, um, it, it leads me into the anchor point of like refusing restriction. And again, not the idea of like, not eating, but, um, I think a lot of times that restriction sort of behavior, that compulsive sort of behavior, whatever it is, is really around just not wanting to be in our bodies and not feel what we're feeling. And, um, so that's, that's where I came to. Um, I still feel that way. I still want to, I just feel Thank God I'm not drinking. I swear to God, I might, I would be in so much trouble right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) would be out the door well and I just want to say I know you're saying like having a tea latte in the afternoon is the worst possible it's definitely not the worst possible thing you could do (laughs) no but you when you said that I was just like when you said you went to Starbucks I was like oh delicious frappuccino with five shots like tea latte (laughs) yeah that's what's so funny is like I've become such a lightweight where back in the day it was like yeah I drink three bottles of wine and followed it with like, you know, Vicodin and then went out dancing. Like, so it was very bad before. Yeah. (laughs) And now it's, you know, my verse, my, my red flag now is like a tea latte. Yeah. (laughs) Or like 17 pieces of chocolate. Um, 
and my standard, like my tolerance for that sort of physical discomfort that comes from it has changed so much. <laughs> so. Yep. Anyway, got it. That's right. So I did it ish and I will continue to do it ish and just take really good care of myself. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, How about you? I, yeah. So I um, feel like I talk about medication a lot these days and <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I, well, so first of all, I just wanted to say like, I haven't really, I haven't mentioned this on reality check. I don't think, but for different reasons, like I basically over the last six months, especially I've also stopped drinking alcohol. Like oh, I didn't just know this. as a, yeah. And it, it's not, I don't know that I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I get a little like foggy when I think about my own relationship with addiction because it's not as mm. like clear to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did it just out of realizing that the times I would choose to drink were always sort of in response to something that felt unhealthy. Um, not, and it wasn't even a like, can't stop type, type drinking yeah, situation. You're, you're not an alcoholic. if you. Yeah. Yeah. You I, I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's true, but, but it was always this, like, I would do it as kind of like a, I've mm-hmm. been restricting so much and now it's time to whatever, you know, Reward. it would yeah. sort of be this roller coaster. And that's kind of like the theme of a lot of my life that I'm now like in the year that I'm turning 40 and coming through two years of pandemic, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. I'm having so many like big processing thoughts. Um, I also, so, so this last week I, I've been thinking about all of this stuff and I, um, I think I mentioned at some point that I have changed a medication I was taking. I was taking something for seasonal depression for a long time. And I realized somewhat recently that it was no longer working, but it was actually really increasing my anxiety. Mm. And I changed that medication a little less than a month ago. And I can, it's like nothing short of life-changing. Like I can't, oh my God. it's truly like every, you know, everybody's different. Everybody needs a different things. So I'm not going to get into like what the medications are because it's just, it's everyone's brain is different. But um, this last week is the first time I've, I, I, this sounds extreme, but it feels like the first time in my life that I've known what it's like to not have constant anxiety. Oh my God. And I know that switch. <laughs> I know that feeling. Oh my God. That's crazy. It is the weirdest. And, and strangely, it actually sort of reminds me of when I was pregnant and no, I'm not pregnant, but when I was pregnant, I remember this feeling of like, the hormones were sort of causing this like just general mm-hmm. well-being and it was like worry thoughts were kind of on the other side of a fog yeah and I totally. loved it didn't mm-hmm. feel that way the whole time but at least in the beginning it did yeah. and that's how this feels it's like I don't and I don't feel out of it or anything I'm just like this is what it's like to not have my nervous system gra- grasp every single thought you know, yeah. not oh latch on and get hijacked by every worry of like, that comes from any time in my life, <laughs> you know, like, it's so, like thinking about the past would do it, thinking about the future would do it. And now it's just like, those things exist on the other side of a wall where I, I can see them. I'm not brainwashed, but 
I'm not latching onto them. And <laughs> yeah, it's just like a miracle. And it is a miracle. That's profound, that's honestly. That's yeah. Really profound. And, yeah. And so it feels amazing. But the, the most incredible part to me is that what I've noticed in this last week, especially, and, and I'm, I'm noting like the last week because it takes several weeks for the medication to like actually mm-hmm. start working. So it's like, I've been noticing changes for the last month, but this last week I was like, oh my goodness. It's like, I, I've been taking better care of myself in ways that felt less conscious. Like yeah. I have been more active, like going for walks, doing my workouts, doing things that it, it felt like so much less of a decision. It was just like, oh, I'm gonna do this thing. Yeah. And I'm like, without deliberating over it. And I've also been cooking more, going back to food. Mm-hmm. I've been cooking more. And which is something that I've always, always loved. But to be honest, I have not liked it or done much of it for, I want to say a year. Yeah. It's just felt like this additional stress. Um, and this past week, I've been like cooking, cooking food, vegetables, like food. And last night when you talked about your grounding foods, I made, ready? I made mm-hmm. nachos, but instead of chips, well, I made some with chips for my kid, but I wanted sweet potatoes. So I roasted sweet potatoes and I put like chicken and Good. beans and cheese and on top of sweet potatoes. And it was it's, amazing. There's something about so those grounding. sweet potatoes. Oh my God. I yes. I yeah. know. So sorry, this has been a long rambling. Um, but as far as fiber fuel, I think I haven't, I haven't been aware of having a need as much as just like experiencing this for the first time in forever, or maybe a very long time, like just kind of responding in a, in a less conscious way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it might just be a weird week. I, this is, I am not, I am not going to assume this will be how my life feels forever, but it's been like a really less, it's felt more effortless to like take care of myself. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, anger point wise, um, I feel like it's been show up for yourself and, and know yourself too. Week. Like there was so much advocacy that had to come into play to be able to reach out to your doctor, to be able to like do that seeking. Yeah. Well, and that's the crazy part is like, I, I've been thinking about that too. And how I think it's easy to get into a mindset of like, Oh, now that I'm taking this drug, I feel better. But actually the whole process started when I, decided that how I felt was not okay you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and that was that happened before before the medication changed you know like it Mm -hmm. is it's such a thing and just how long I even resisted that of like I that how I feel is not okay and Mm -hmm. but I spent such a long time in this state of like there's nothing I can do about it well it's a catch-22 because we're taught with anxiety that that and I know from having been a person who I dealt with the sort of anxiety that you wake up <laughs> and by the moment your eyes open or even before they yep, do, you're like, hello, you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like I can't, 
like this can't like I can't I can't even breathe and that was my whole life me unconscious again yep yeah that was definitely my whole life until I went through recovery and dealt with some of the neurochemical stuff like you're saying um and then when it lifted I remember being like oh but but the hard piece is is in order to deal with the, the anxiety I had to befriend it like I as a kid I remember telling people that I was imagining I was sitting down and having tea with the monsters in my closet, which Mm. I had decided were anxiety. Um, And I would imagine inviting them out and just sitting down and talking to them when I was little. And so there's something about like saying, okay, I'm going to befriend this. That becomes like a survival skill. So then saying, okay, whoa is there something else I need to be doing for it? It just, mm-hmm. it can be a catch 22. Cause you, you, yeah. So I'm impressed that you did all that. That's hard. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It I'm still, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm in it and it's like, I want to like process it and talk about it, but it's like, I'm in it and it's hard to look back and like understand what has happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but well, yeah, it's um the the alcohol thing is has also been sort of part of that of getting to a place of just like getting off the roller coaster of restricting and trying to like control control yeah. myself, which is the way that I controlled my anxiety forever. That's like right, a cage, <laughs> right? And then getting to a point where it's like, you know what? let's get drinks, you know, cause it's like, I've been in the cage too long. That's exactly it. Oh my God. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Oof. I think probably more people are wrestling with this because some of the things we use to soothe ourselves obviously can exacerbate some of the underlying issues just from a neurochemical standpoint, you know, and, right. um, yeah, I think we should probably say like, if you are a person who thinks you're suffering from addiction or um, you're curious about your relationship with substances, it's really worth it to get professional help, not from Google mm-hmm. University. Um, right. And don't go down any rabbit holes, but just start to ask questions. And there's so many different ways to have a relationship with substances or to end a relate. Like there's so many different ways um, that people do it. So we should probably put an end cap on here that if you're struggling, it's really worth it to investigate with professional help. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yes. And therapy has been a big part of this. (laughs) Oh man. Both of us. Yes. Okay. Well, on that note, here's the sweet potatoes. I know. I was going to (laughs) say, let's end on the sweet potatoes. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.